I want to challenge us this morning with this short charge that I've titled, Will You Surrender? Will You Surrender? Will You Surrender? Let me tap your neighbor and ask them the question, Will You Surrender? It's an important question for you to ask yourself, and if possible, ask your spouse if you're married, ask the important people in your life, ask your partner in business. Will you surrender? It's an important question, and somebody is still wondering, Pastor, why is this an important question? It's an important question because where God wants you to be with him requires your full surrender. So we have bought this flight. But you know, just like in normal flight, if you choose to force the door of the plane open, that's not in the hand of the pilot. It's your decision. Yeah. And you know how that can end. I'm here this morning to challenge somebody and to charge us for your answer to this question to be yes, I will surrender. I will allow God to have a complete control of my life in 2017. I know I know some things. I know I'm good in certain areas. But I will yet allow him to just have his way. Not just in one area or the other, but in every area of my life in 2017. In John chapter 10, when you read verse 17 and 18, Jesus made very important statements here. Verse 17 of John chapter 10. Therefore, my father loves me because I lay down my life that I may take it again. Verse 18 says, no one takes it from me, but I lay it down of myself and I have the power to lay it down and I have the power to take it up. So this command I have received from my father. One of the things I'm trusting God for this morning, and especially this first month of the year, is that somebody here will receive the power to lay it down. Because if you have not received the power to lay it down, you cannot receive the power to pick up anything. What you lay down is what determines what you are able to pick up. Are you, are you still with me today? Jesus said it takes power to lay it down. It takes power. And that power is the power that can wrestle down my own willpower. I don't know if you're getting what I'm saying this morning. It takes my willpower being subdued to completely surrender to God. In the Garden of Gethsemane in, in, in Luke, Luke uh, um, uh, chapter 22, Jesus put his willpower on one hand and God's power on the other. And the Bible says he was agonizing in extreme distress, extremely emotional. He was seriously depressed, if I can put it that way. He was agonizing. He asked his disciples to come and pray alongside with him because two power met and one must be subdued. One is God's power, the other one is willpower. 
Jesus got to that point that you and I will often get to, and somebody will get there maybe frequently in 2017, where willpower will stand against God's power. Willpower will, be, will mount a roadblock for God's power. <laughs> Jesus got to that point. He agonized in prayer in the Garden of Gethsemane. He said, Lord, if it is your will, let this cup pass over me. He said, but nonetheless, not my will, but yours be done. That is surrender. That is submission. For you to get the best out of the things that God wants to do in your life in 2017, you need to be the kind of person who can say, Jesus, it's either you are Lord of all or not Lord at all. That's how he wants to be Lord over us. You know some people here, you leave 2016, and he was Lord partially because he wasn't Lord of all. But he really wants to be Lord of all. You see, the way God operates is either you are a sheep or you are a goat. There's no in-between. You know goat? The primary characteristic is stubbornness. Yeah. Sheep, the primary characteristic is meekness. Submission. In fact, the sheep, ordinarily, when you watch the shepherd, it looks like they, didn't have a mind of, they don't have a mind of their own. The shepherd just, and they will just go. Yeah. But you know goat is trying to eat something, you chase it, come back, chase it, come back. When you are tired, you leave it. Or you carry your thing away. Yeah. Because the goat wants to prove to you that, you know what, one of us will win. <laughs> but I'm sure it's me, so I'll keep coming. For you to get the best out of the things that God has in mind, you need to have this mindset, like uh, the Paul writing, he said, let his mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus. Who though he was equal to God, you know, he, he didn't arrogate equality with God to himself. He subdued himself. So Jesus said, this was how it, it happened to me. He said, my father loves me, just because I lay down my life that I may pick it up. Will you surrender every area to God in 2017? From your finance, which is very critical, especially in a time of recession. Finance becomes very critical. And you want to be the chief pilot in your finances. But God said, no, let me pilot you. Let me be the chief pilot. Just go pilot with me. Yeah. Let me direct you. Let me lead you. Let me guide you. Give me the right of way. Let me tell you what to do. But if you keep saying, I know what to do, then it leaves you to do what you want to do. Right before your very eyes, you'll be messing up and suffering and smiling. That will not be your portion. I said, That will not be your portion. In the precious name of Jesus. So miniature surrender leads to ineffective stewardship. Yeah, that's what happens. When you have miniature surrender, surrender small, small. Surrender small, small. 
here and there. It leads to ineffective stewardship. And God wants us to be good stewards. Said it's required in stewardship that a man be found faithful. not set the goal to be born so your life cannot be all about you as you go into 2017 realize that you may have set many goals for 2017 but you did not set the goal to be born whoever set the goal for you to be born the day you were born then has a greater plan and you need to be able to submit to his plans the ultimate surrender is a stewardship of your spirit soul and body and everything that they have produced everything that is coming out of you yeah, that's the ultimate surrender. It's the stewardship of your spirit, your soul, and your body, and everything that you have produced. Everything. Before I go any further, I'd love to also help somebody to understand today. See, one of the reasons why Christians pray, and there's no answer to prayer, is because of lack of surrenderedness. Right? Lack of submission. In Matthew chapter 8, when you read from verse 5, you see the story there of a centurion whose servant was sick. And then he went to meet Jesus. And Jesus said, you know what? I'll come into your house and I will pray with your servant. And verse 8, he says, he says, the centurion answered and said to him, Lord, I'm not worthy that you should come under my roof. But do what? Only speak the word and my servant will be healed. Now, if you just listen to that, you will just say, you know what? Well, this guy just believes in Jesus and he believes his word so much. But he then explained the premise for the statement. And he explained it so well, even Jesus looked at him and said, ah, see great faith. Even the, you know, the centurion, he wasn't a, 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 a Jew. He said, even in Israel, I've not seen this kind of faith before. And what did this guy do? What he did was just very simple. He, he explained his understanding of the connection between submission and the effectiveness of your authority. He said, look, master, put verse 10 there. He said, for, or verse 9, he said, for I'm a man under authority, having soldiers under me. And I say to this one, go, and he goes. To another, come, and it comes. To my servant, do this, and they do it. But look at where it started from. He said, I am a man under authority. Under the authority of Rome. As a centurion, a soldier that has a hundred soldiers under him, he said, all the hundred, because I'm under the authority of Rome, whatever I say to them, they do. I recognize you, Jesus, has been under the authority of the Father, has been fully submitted to the Father, has been somebody who has the power to lay down his life. So you have earned the authority of heaven to speak to unseen forces, and they respond to you. You don't have to come into my house. The same way I speak the word, and whether 
it was full-hearted or half-hearted or just waking up or sleeping, if the soldiers hear, they must obey. The same way, you just speak the word only and my servant will be healed. Because whatever spirit of infirmity holding my servant down, we have to let go. Just because you have spoken. Because you are a man under authority. Can I speak to somebody here this morning? That as you go into 2017, make sure that you don't toy with the authority of Jesus over your life. Will you surrender to the authority of the master? It enhances your own spiritual authority. The reason why you have been binding and nothing is bound is because everyone has not been able to bind you yourself. Everyone says, sit down. You say, I want to stand. Then when you say, sit to a demon, they say, no. We can't obey you. Because you have not been a person under authority. I want you to get it straight. We live in a time and an age where believers are getting an understanding that they can do anything and live anyhow. That does not include the submission to our Lord Jesus Christ and being under authority. As we go into 2017, you need to understand that God wants you to recognize instructions. Submit to instructions. Glory be to Jesus. If you don't want demons to mess you up, and I'm not saying it because the devil has any strange power. No, the power we have in Jesus is much more, they have not born a principality that can withstand you. But if you choose not to submit, there are two barriers to submission. One is lack of trust, especially trust in God. If you have had this experience before, it will resonate with you. I want you to listen. When you hire, maybe you hire a new driver, or you just got a job, and in that office they decide to give you a driver or something like that, and this guy has never driven you before, you know the first week you'll be driving together, right? Your eyes must be awake. As he's pressing brake, you're pressing the brake too. Say stop, stop. You are pressing from your side as he's pressing from his side. Some people that are even very energetic, you will tap the person. It's stop. Yeah. And the guy will say, oh, I've seen it. I've say, okay, sorry. Well, I just. Uh-huh. Why? Because one, you have your doubts about his skill level. You have your doubt about the person's experience level. Am I saying the truth? You have your doubt about his general life. You understand? You just have your doubts generally. But when it comes to our God, his skill level is not in doubt. His experience is not in doubt. He is called the ancient of days. The one who has no beginning or no ending. He's more experienced than your great-grandfather. He knows your industry before it started. And he also knows where the industry is going to end or where it's metamorphosizing into. So all this one that you, you are struggling to allow him to have his way is unnecessary. Make sure that the issue of trust is not a big deal for you. Yeah. Because trust will stand as a barrier to submission. You submit to people who have, you know, higher pedigree than you easily. You get into, as a new recruit, they, they put you side by side with somebody who is more experienced. 
You say yes, sir, to every time. I say the truth. You just learn and follow, except you are a very recalcitrant person. Yeah, that's the normal thing. Yeah, you bow. God has experience. He knows everything. Trust him with your life. I know many people here, if you are born in a plane and they said, the pilot just finished flying school. It's a new hire. This is his first flight alone. Uh -huh. Some people say, ah. Those are the things that rob us of trust. But when we are dealing with God, that's not the situation. Your marriage is not the first one that he will bring together. He knows how to handle it. I don't know if you're understanding what I'm saying today. So we need to be able to trust him wholeheartedly and without any reservation. And that trust is what helps us to deal with fear. Secondly, not admitting our limitations. Yeah, not admitting our limitations. The second thing that is a barrier to submission. As you go into 2017, you need to acknowledge that you are a man, you are not a God, or you are not God. Yeah. It's only when you come into a covenant arrangement with Jesus that you have the opportunity of participating in the divinity. Yeah. In the divine nature. Yeah. But left to the way you are, you have limitations. And you need to recognize that. It helps us to submit to God. You don't know everything about your industry. You don't know everything about life. All of us are still gaining mastery of life. We are still trying. We don't know everything. You don't know everything about the Bible. You don't know everything about marriage. You may have been married for 25, 30, even 40 years, but you still don't know everything. You don't know everything about your spouse. Though you may have been together for donkey years, decades, you don't know everything. God is the one that knows everything. So you have limitations because you are human. You have limitations. Our unwillingness to admit that we are not in control of everything is a serious barrier to submission. We are just humans, creatures, in the hands of God. And you know that whole temptation is always there. Genesis chapter 3, verse 3 and 4, or 4 and 5. The devil always comes up to say, you will be like God. You will be like God. You know, the moment the devil sells that lie to you that you will be like God, what happens? You, you, what do you do? You start to feel like, if I do this, then I become like God. If I do that, I become like God. Some people here, listen to me right now. 2017, all you are looking forward to is, when I move into that house, I'll be like God. God. When I buy that car, I'll be like So the devil is always putting those things. And those are the things. So when you achieve something, you feel like you have arrived. Yeah. Now, nobody can talk to you again. He said, your pastor is calling you. Your phone is ringing. He said, is he not pastor? Later. Yeah. <laughs> I remember a young protege of mine who was making money, making money seriously. And, uh, you know, somebody was telling me that one day uh, uh, someone was calling him on the phone. And the guy that was calling him on the phone is a, is a big person, billionaire. And the guy looked at the phone and refused to pick it. And his friend said, ah, this person is calling you. Why don't you pick? He said, he's a billionaire. I'm a billionaire. It's just a difference. What is it? <laughs> I mean, the guy in his early 30s, somebody in his 50s, 
So he's a billionaire, I'm a billionaire. It's just 20 years difference, and I've matched up. You know, so no big deal. Yeah. You know, some, some of us, I mean, you, you, this you will be like God thing. It's very serious. So. <laughs> but for some people now, all, it's all about marriage. The moment you marry, you will be like God. That's what the devil is telling you. Yeah. So you marry now, nobody can talk to you again. <laughs> because you have arrived. But we need to recognize the fact that <laughs> you are not in control of everything. God wants to be in control and be Lord over us. And when we put him in charge, then he, he makes us experience control. It's too dangerous for God to put total control in the hand of a human being in the flesh. Your flesh cannot handle it. It's not wired to handle it. All the wars that we're fighting right now all around the world is just to show us that when you put too much power and too much control in the hand of a human being, we mess up because we are not powerful enough to handle it. We are not wired to handle it. Let me tell you, the only way you can handle a lot of power is when you allow the Holy Spirit to fill you up. You need influence that is beyond you, not to abuse power and authority. As we go into 2017, some of us here, God is going to help us to increase our sphere of influence. But he still wants you to be able to listen to him. And that's why I will end this chat this morning by advising you that you should allow the Spirit of God to fill you up afresh in 2017. Will you allow the Holy Spirit to influence you in 2017? Because his influence will make you a surrendered person. That's what his influence does. In my flesh, I cannot fully submit to God. But when the Holy Spirit takes charge, then I can fully submit to God. Lastly, Ephesians chapter 5, verse 15, down to 20 in the Amplified Translation. said, look carefully, then, how you walk. Live purposefully, worldly, and accurately. Not as the unwise and witless, but as wise, sensible, intelligent people. Making the very most of the time. Buying up each opportunity because the days are evil. Verse 17, therefore do not be vague and thoughtless and foolish, but understanding and firmly grasping what the will of the Lord is. Look at verse 18. And do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery, but ever be filled and stimulated with the Holy Spirit. Ever be filled and stimulated with the Holy Spirit. Ever be filled and stimulated with the Holy Spirit. When I'm filled with the Spirit, submission becomes easy. When I feel, I'm filled with the Spirit, to apologize to my spouse will not be a problem. To say sorry to God will not be a problem. To give to God will not be a problem. To be at peace with all men will not be a problem. To take instructions from God will not be a problem because I'm under the influence. When my faith feels small and I can't seem to believe in God's word, when my flesh wills itself to stay, I will get on my knees to pray. When situations and circumstances come my way and trials and temptations come to test my faith, 
When fear stands toe to toe, face to face, I will yet pray. When thoughts of tomorrow keep sleep at bay, and for each challenge I fall short of words to say. When it seems like compromise is the only way, I in tongues will pray. I will everywhere lift my hands to pray, no matter what the devil throws my way. I will be anxious for nothing, but in all things through prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, make my request known to God in the spirit and my understanding. I will pray because I know God will answer. I will pray because the effectual fervent prayer of the righteous releases great power. I will pray in the spirit to build my most holy faith because my spirit is stronger when I pray. Where the truth is real